Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Ragtag Radio. I'm your host, Mark. And on the call, joining me is Barbara. Barbara, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm wonderful. Now, I want to go back to what happened last week. Last week, we were talking about the uh, the various um, primary races throughout the country mm-hmm. and listening and arguing with other people because of their candidate not winning the race. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to point <laughs> out the count. Greg Pence won that race. Yeah, yeah, good for Greg. <laughs> I'm supporting Greg. I'm endorsing Greg to be uh, senator in five or six years. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to point out is, if you look at the numbers of those elections, the Republicans turned out in higher majority than the Democrats for these races. Mm-hmm. And all indications of the blue wave is probably going to come into a crimson tide. Yep. Uh, not uh, okay. Now, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because that logic is not exactly accurate. And I will give you an example: West Virginia. Okay, more Democrats showed up there than Republicans. So we can't, you can't, you can't determine turnout based on this election because people were voting in their primaries. A lot of Democrats stayed home because a lot of Democrats didn't have challengers. Mm -hmm. Or they voted on Republican ballots just to be spoilers. But in some races, you did have Republicans show up, or what appears to be heavy Republicans show up. Indiana in the 6th District had heavy turnout compared to normal off-season elections. So if you break it down precinct by precinct or district by district, then you you could lay that theory at the feet of some of those districts. But you can't paint it with a brush because it's just not accurate. Thank you. Yes, I was painting with a broad brush there, but there are a lot of events that are happening now. For example, three months ago, a polling with a genetic a generic ballot of Democrats, the polling had Democrats winning. They were plus, what, 14? And over the last few months, it's turned down to now it's plus two. But you have the idea of what Trump has done over the last year and a half. Then you have the idea of, do you really want the other party in power? 
And for the most part, I don't think the majority of America wants the other party in power. Just this week, Nancy Pelosi said, we're going to raise your taxes. That's the first thing she said. Then you have the question of, will the Democrats file charges of impeachment if they win the House? And it's going to be, those two issues alone are going to be a detriment to the Democrats' uh, midterm hopes. Then there's other lingering questions. Because you have idiotic Democrats who put their foots in their mouths, and they're playing like they're the children on the playground who want the ball but can't get it. Now, for the Republicans' part, the first thing I would say is, Paul Ryan, if you're leaving, do it now. Mm-hmm. Because you need to put up a strategy. The Democrats and the Republicans need to put up a strategy to retain both houses of Congress. And they can't do it if they know the Speaker of the House is going home come January. One another thing I would do is maybe Mitch needs to retire. But if not retire, fall back as a regular senator. Because he's not getting anything done. There are these little rules in the Senate there's that are prohibiting things from being done in the Senate. The filibuster is not in the Constitution. Yet the filibuster has been in the Senate as a rule only a short time. Actually, the filibuster got started with the um, with the with um, civil rights. Wow. Now, there's a few things that could be done, but for the most part, Trump Trump is the head of the party at this point. Trump goes around. He does campaign-style rallies, and he still gets huge crowds wherever he goes. If this continues, it's going to be a a red wave. And there's actual polling data about his approval numbers. He's a, his approval numbers are almost over 50%. And while most pollsters are saying, oh, this is our outlier, but it's not the case because you have so many polls that are being done, and then you look into the internals, they're quite accurate. So that's how the next few months is going to play out. We're going to have a, an election in November that's going to determine everything. Isn't that really okay. thing because... Elections are just garbage. Okay, um, I'm getting I'm getting results out of the Texas primary. Um, it looks like Ted Cruz has won handily, 85 percent, 199 percent. Precincts reporting, uh, Ted Cruz leads 85.3 percent to O'Rourke, who only got 61.8. Um, Governor Abbott won. Uh, Handily with 90%, uh, 
with 99% precincts reporting to Lupe Valdez, who only got 42.9. Looks like the only districts that have gone... What election are you talking about? Texas primaries. Um, I was under the impression Texas already had their primaries. Did they? Well, I punched in primary. And said two. <laughs> I am, matter of fact, I am 110% sure they've already had their primary. Well, they had another one just to make it make it accurate. <laughs> yeah, they. <laughs> well, it says that they have an election today. Huh? No, I'm sorry. They have another primary on May the 22nd. Uh, Ted Cruz yeah. is done. He won yeah. a month ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, I, um, I think this election coming up for them is the uh, railroad commissioner, which is in charge of the um, oil and gas. Never mind me. In the state. Okay, let's go. let's switch topics. Yeah, this was back in March. I'm yeah. sorry. Excuse me. Just ignore let's me. Switch, let's switch topics. Supposedly, yesterday, a new embassy was opened in a little <laughs> a little city called Jerusalem. Now, it's the U.S. who decided that they were going to move their embassy from Tel Aviv in. Um, is it Palestine or is it Israel? Which which one is it? Um, the Romans called it Palestine. I'll call it Israel just for shits and giggles. But um, because of these, because of this, a bunch of Palestinians decided to get all, um, the best way to put it. Protesting? Um, no, they weren't really protesting. They were, um... What's the prelude to being a mortar? Well, anyway, a bunch of a bunch of Palestinians with the IQ of wet peanut butter decided to go out and protest with guns and rocks and things that will entire, in, uh, entice the... Uh, military of Israel to um, start shooting at them. <clears throat> and the day after now that we learned that there were about 40, no, 54 of these Palestinians who were tragically killed at the hands of the Israelis, it's, of course, the Israelis' fault because they occupied their territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Now, um, I know that uh, these people are insane. Most of us know that they're insane. Most of us know that they are belonging to a blood cult and that sacrificing themselves for Allah is the greatest achievement that they could have. But really, to protest a embassy opening... Fine. 
it, it is a highly significant event that the United States placed its embassy in Jerusalem. But what is it that's going to disturb the social fabric of Israel at this point, or Palestine at this point? Not really a thing. Because you have the Gaza Strip, and you have Hamas, and they're nothing more than theocrats or or cryptocrats who just steal money from their people and say, go out and protest because Israel's stealing your land, or Israel's doing this to you, or Israel's doing that to you. But in fact, Israel is really the best friends to the Palestinians. It's actually very tragic when you look at this whole situation. They could have had peace. During the 90s, Clinton had both parties in the White House, and they were going to make peace. And then Arafat said, you know what? I like the cause more than the peace. So let's keep the war going. Let's keep up the struggle, because we're the victims, and everybody likes the victims. You know, this kind of parallels another issue we have in our country. I don't know if I should go there or not, but I'm going to. You take a look at the um, the civil rights movement in this country. The government could have given anything, at, anything, be it reparations, be it that 40 acres and a mule they promised. It could have been anything. And you'd still have people like Louis Farrakhan and Al Shalton and old Jesse that's going to keep on with the struggle. And at this point, the struggle has been getting ridiculous. Mainly for the reason that the perpetuation of the victimhood of this pe- of people wins more elections than actual common sense. Maxine Waters has not been reelected to Congress because she's doing good for her community. Maxine is just stupid enough, but says stupid enough things that the people who vote for her are a little bit less stupid, or actually a little bit more stupid, and keep voting for her. If you go to Houston, well, I'll quantify this. Um, Maxine Waters is from, represents the district of Watts near Los Angeles. If you heard anything about Watts in the last, say, 50 years, you know it's not really a place you want to live. Another person is Cynthia Jackson Lee. She is the representative of Houston, well, parts of Houston. 
it's the part of Houston you really don't want to go to without a bulletproof vest. Mm-hmm. And if you do drive in that part of Houston, you probably lose a tire or two because the potholes are just atrocious. So, but of course, Cynthia Jackson Lee has been elected and reelected and reelected mainly because her constituents are stupid. <clears throat> and of course, she promises to end the struggle. I mean, there's a whole host of people that will never leave office until they're dead that are taking advantage of their um, constituents. But if you want a parallel to what's going on in the Middle East, well, what's really going on in um, Gaza, or East Jerusalem, or those places in the world, <clears throat> I'm sorry, those places in the Middle East that are really in turmoil, look back to what's going on in our American cities. It's very similar. The only difference is it's a racial component in America, and it's a religious component in the Middle East. So, Barbara. Yeah. How you doing? I'm great. Good. Uh, I like. To, I I have you know I started this new series on our Facebook page called What If, mm-hmm. and Newt Gingrich, who we all know and love, posts this once a week. And he explores what would happen if certain events in history were reversed and the outcome of what it could mean, let's say, if Robert E. Lee won at Gettysburg or what if King George had accepted our you know, proposal that we made back in 1776. Um, I posted as a, I, I did the first one, what if Hillary had won uh, as a test, and it's gone over very well. And so we're going to add another one on Thursdays, so it'll be Monday and Thursdays. Coming up Thursday will be what if Robert E. Lee had won at Gettysburg, and it's a two-part series. So you'll have to tune in next Monday to find out part two. But um, very encouraged by the turnout about the likes, you know, people liking it. And it's very informative and it's very educational. And any history buffs out there will really enjoy it. So well, I like to... Uh... I enjoy looking at things about alternative history. Yeah. Uh, especially with uh, Civil War-related things or even World War One or World War II-related things. Yeah. They even like what would have happened. 
what would have happened if the bombs weren't dropped on of on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, or what yeah. if um, what if George Patton the Operation Unthinkable happened? Well, right. the Allies turned the guns and went to Russia. What would happen if Truman had not dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima? Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's and, a very interesting series. And it's something that we should all watch. I, I applaud you for putting that on that on Thank the you. Facebook page. Thank you. I now, yeah, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to change subjects to Melania Trump. Oh, yeah. Well, Melania was diagnosed with a benign tumor in her kidneys. And yesterday she underwent a procedure to take care of this said tumor. And will be a little... um preoccupied for the next week at Walter Reed. And of course, you know, catatonic. Because that's the way the left is. Because the left, you know, all the peace and joy they spread and all the hate, yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, they're applauding it, you know. Which I find well, very distasteful. Well, when you really look at leftist tweets, or when you look at the left as a whole, they were some of the most hate-filled people on the planet. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, these are the people who live large. These are college professors. They're not poor. Yeah. For the, for the most part, they're making at least six figures a year. Mm-hmm. They're doing little to no work. They're publishing a book every maybe five, ten years, just to stay on academic credit. But they're they're so filled with hatred. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's I think, totally I think, disgusting. I, I even if, even watching the nightly news. Yeah. I can't watch the nightly news at this point because you could pick out the biases. You can see that they're slanting one story to favor their agenda instead of the other agendas. Well, no, it's Russia, 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 and stormy, stormy, stormy. You know, and it's getting to be, you know, people are catching on and people are getting fed up with it. You know, it's like uh, you, you got a letter today going out from some senators I think, or congressmen who have written to Robert Mueller and saying, you know, this is it, Jack. We want the evidence within 90 days or you're going to close the whole thing down. You know, you've worked on it. It's a year today that they have started this bullhawk. This witch hunt. That's that's what I call it. It's a witch hunt because the second that Trump was elected president, Oh. The narrative went out that it was Russian collusion. Yeah. Even though that that Obama had said weeks prior that the Russians were not big enough to hack the elections. Mm-hmm. That the elections were too centralized. That the elections. Okay, let me put it yeah. this way. 
I'll tell you about American's election system. It's all local. Even an election for president, it's still local. You have precincts, mm-hmm. you have wards, you have certain things. Well, I'm sorry. You have certain ways that counties are broken up in this country. And usually the head of the county's elections is, in some cases, the clerk of court, some cases an election commissioner or what have you. But anyway, it's all broken down by county. And Mm -hmm. then that county is broken down into precincts. And there's a host of different people who make sure those elections run right. And when you break it down, a typical election, you will have millions and millions and millions of people who make sure that election is going off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. So when you say that the election was hacked, uh, no. Even if you use electronic ballots, those electronic ballots are not centralized. They are done on a precinct or a county level. So all this is is a scapegoat because the person who was meant to be president is uh, walking in the woods in Chappaquit, New York. Yes, exactly. And all they tried, boy, did they try and rig it. Yeah. After all those billions of dollars that she spent, was it $1.2 billion she put into bridging that election? She still couldn't pull it off. Well, my favorite is people are sexist. Oh, yeah. The American public is still sexist. They don't want to see a woman in the White House. They don't want to have a woman leader. Well, if the woman is akin to Satan... I don't think I want the woman in the White House either. Right. Well, I don't vote for a woman just because she's a female. I vote for the person that's going to do the best for this country and, you know, economically, foreign policy, domestic policy. That's what I vote for, and that's what I look at. I don't look, oh, well, she's a woman I have to vote for. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But the the media thought this was going to be Barack Obama's third term. Oh, yeah. They had Hillary Clinton, who was the predominant favorite. She was such a favorite, in fact, that she didn't campaign. I'm sorry. She didn't campaign mm-hmm. in some of the key states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Michigan Wisconsin, Wisconsin. And what happened? Well, she lost. People just didn't want a third term of Obama. They'd had enough, you know? No, I think it was the message Donald Trump was sending to the country. Yeah. Because people were so intrigued by Barack Obama when he first came on the stage. And when people realized that their vote for Obama in both 08 and 12 meant Mm -hmm. nothing for their bank 
counts. It meant and that was nothing. Big that was that ended Hillary's campaign there. And even the things that Hillary said, like, well, we're gonna shut down the coal industry. Yeah, that's gonna fly high in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Ohio. Yeah. Uh huh. Didn't go over too well. And for the and most part And she would have um not okayed the key line uh Keystone pipeline or the other pipeline that was going through that President Trump did within forty eight hours after he was inaugurated. Uh, you know, we would have been we would have been in World War Three if Hillary had won. Nothing would have happened to North Korea. Russia would have been dominant and you know, ISIS would have been you stronger. Know, I mean, people don't realize the damage that she intended for this country. You know, it, it would have been, she would have finished the destruction that Obama had started eight years, for eight years. She would have repealed the Second Amendment, banned all the guns. I mean, people, and these people just, they fawn over her like they still talk president. Makes me want to puke. Yeah. Actually, I, I think you're a little bit fear-mongering there because <laughs> it would never repeal the Second Amendment because it would take a bigger act than just someone, some woman in the White House saying, she would have gotten her way. way. She would have gotten her way. Maybe. I don't think we'd be at World War Three right now because for, just for the simple fact that America would have just rolled over. Well, have, Hillary would have told uh, Kim Jong-un to... Um, uh, yeah, um, we, we don't need Los Angeles. You can take it out. We don't care. No, none of this would have been taken. He would have continued with his nuclear weapons, and then we got Bill back in the White House. Oh, well. With an intern on each arm. Yep. Having his own office. God. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary to think. Well, the good thing is that will never happen at this point. Well, she intends on running in 2020. As what, a skeleton? (laughs) No. She's revving it up. Why do you think she's still in the public eye? She's coming out and, you know, all these fundraisers and, you know, speaking to all these people. You know, she intends to run again in 2020. Yeah, good for her. I don't think she's going to win the nomination. No. No. I don't think she'll be elected dog catcher at this point. Unless she rigs it again. Well, she can rig it all she wants. People mm-hmm. aren't that stupid. And for the most part, you look at what's going on in the country, no matter what the media says, this country is a lot better off than it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of and, course, that, and that's what's going to count in November and that's what's going to see Trump re-elected in 2020. Exactly. I mean, so. Actually, I'm not sure he's going to run again. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. If you, he's, already, he's already signed the papers. He's already put his papers in to run again. Yeah, he's already done that, but that's more of a uh, that's more of a fundraising tool that presidents do. 
I think for the most part, if Trump says that he's accomplished everything he wants to accomplish, he's going to walk away. No. He'll do another four years. So we got to get rid of that swamp. we got to get to the bottom of, you know, get rid of Schumer and get rid of Pelosi and get rid well, of all these the people. The best that way to get rid of the swamp is if the first five minutes of Designated Survivor actually <laughs> happens. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I just don't understand it, you know, how how people, I, I just, when I read what Nancy Pelosi said, well, we intend to roll back the tax cuts and raise your taxes, and you really are going to run on that? That's what your message is for the midterm elections? Wow. Well, that's the <laughs> message because Nancy Pelosi is saying to everyone, you are a victim. You American citizens are the victim of the tax cuts that Donald Trump made to the rich. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. mind the fact that you are actually getting more money in your paycheck. It's <laughs> the rich. It's the rich. It's the rich. The rich people in this country who are getting the tax breaks. And I mm-hmm. should know because I, Nancy Pelosi, am <laughs> worth a hundred fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Because my husband that. is a crook. Yeah, yeah. that thousand dollar <clears throat> bonus you got, we're going to take that away from you. You don't mm-hmm. deserve it. Yeah. Jesus. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. the the last topic of discussion is the future FBI director. Mm-hmm. Now, the FBI director, well, the woman being nominated for FBI director, was in some of these advanced interrogation tactics. Uh, meaning, she might have waterboarded somebody. Oh, you mean the CIA director? Yeah. Okay. Or or at least watched. Now, last week, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, for those who are not familiar with that name, this is the SOB who orchestrated the uh, 9-11 attacks. Well, from Gitmo, he made a press release that he was willing to testify in front of Congress or the Senate how horrible a woman she was. Because, of course, he was waterboarded. Now, obviously not long enough. <laughs> I'm trying to hold back tears here because Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was waterboarded. Wow. Not once, oh, not twice, I'm, but three times. And, and poor Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is willing to go on the record in front of the Senate and say, this is the woman that I watched waterboard me. Mm-hmm. She was there 
or something to that effect because, you know, he's a precious little snowflake. And, of course, it the, the media ran with it. Mm-hmm. And the media ran with it because anyone that Trump puts up for nomination is totally evil mm-hmm. because it's associated with Trump. Well, they're told to obstruct it from a phone call from Obama, who's running his shadow government. Yeah, and they're still taking orders from him. Yeah, but... You know, they're all going to lose badly because of it. I mean, they think they're being smart. They think they're being, oh, well, I'm going to one-up this guy. Well, you're the one that's going to be one-up when you lose badly in November. You know, it's just, you can talk about the blue wave all you want. And like Fabian said last week, it's a tidy bowl. You know, there's your blue wave. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The person who can release all this information tomorrow is sitting in the White House. Yeah. And if all this information was released, the Democrats be running with their tails between their legs. Oh, God. And they'll be they're, kicking and screaming. They're because scared now. They would be done. They're scared now. Because oh, he's of course they're scared now. He's succeeding. That's what's killing them. That's why they're in such a panic now. You know, it, so that, that made it even that much worse when Pelosi came out and said, we're going to raise your taxes. You know, I'm sorry, but, you know, I don't care what you say about the guy. I don't care what he did 15 years ago. If he had sex with one person, a thousand people, it makes no difference. The only difference between him and Bill Clinton was Bill Clinton lied under oath, and he did, in fact, rape three women, you know, and then used Monica as a human humidor. You know, that's the difference. You know, what did Bill Clinton do for this country? Nothing. The only good thing he ever did, and I'll give him credit for this, is when him and Newt Gingrich uh, revised the welfare work uh, policy, which Obama um, did. You know, that was the only. Speaking of that. There is a new provision that's coming into the form bill, which the form bill deals mostly deals with um, food stamps. Ah. In the provision, there is going to be you will have to at least be looking for a job. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you must be you must have a job or be in a training program in order to get food stamps. Wow. Which is a very beautiful thing because... Yeah, it really is. You have so many people who have been living off the system Mm -hmm. just because they know how to fill out the paperwork. Mm -hmm. And this may upset a lot of people, but you know what? Well... I'm sorry. Well, there was an article I read that 
people 50-plus who are able to work may find it hard to find a job because of their age. Mm -hmm. So we're going to victimize the people who have been living off the system for decades. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. I just, I I always go back to this one story of me behind this one person. I won't say what nationality, but is Dollar General. And she was buying snacks and sodas and Twinkies and popcorn and soda and all the nutritional foods, mind you, and paid for it by food stamps. You know, and it just really just, I was (laughs) two breaths away from saying something to her. Are you going to buy anything nutritional for the children? You know, I just, you know, that is so wrong, you know. Well, I I said it before when uh, Michelle Obama had her um, healthy food initiative in the school. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If they really wanted to do something, you ban soda, junk food, candy from food stamps. Yeah. If you're serious about having a healthy lifestyle. Exactly. No, they wanted everybody to be dependent on the government. So if you take that away, then people can't be dependent. So, you know, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not, don't get me wrong out there, but I'm not saying that there are some people who need to be on the program. I mean, who absolutely are destitute and, you know, but not forever. You can't be on it forever. But the problem is, it's it, it once was a leg up, now it's become a way out. Yeah. And it started out in the 1930s and 40s when this when these programs were first brought into light, and it continued in the 60s with with LBJ. Oh yeah. And ever since then, it just got more and more progressively horrible Mm -hmm. because people have decided that they're going to what's the best way to put this they were going to forego the rigors of civilization that they didn't need to work there's no point in them working so we're going to be dependent on the government yeah and unfortunately, that's how millions and millions and millions of Americans live. Well, you see, Trump is taking care of that. There are less people on food stamps today than there were two years ago. Um, it's the welfare recipients who continue to pop out kids just so they can well, get that check. Well, well I'll, yeah. I'll say this. The people who have gotten off of welfare and food stamps over the last two years are the ones who really needed it. 
Right. Those are the ones who lost their jobs. Those were yeah. the ones who were looking for the leg up and not the way out. Right. And what happened over the last two years is the economy yeah. became what Obama was promised by Trump. Yeah. They Those said jobs, this year, they said this year our GDP could be 4%. I don't I don't doubt that. That's great news. I mean, you know, I just admire him so greatly for what he's done. You know, he's he's completed almost seventy percent of what he set out to do. Uh-huh. In two years. Not even two years. And the funny yeah. thing is for the first six months, he had a Congress that was against him. Yeah. And, and this is another reason. That's another reason that it pisses off the Democrats, that he's actually getting things done. And despite them, he's getting things done. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting six months. It really yeah. is. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have any other topics you want to talk about, Ms. Barbara? Uh, let's see. Is it June 12th? Well, we can do this closer. Um, Ronald Reagan gave his speech at the uh, Berlin Wall, but we can tackle that another time. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Because it was in June of June twelfth of nineteen ninety seven. Eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven, I'm sorry. Nineteen eighty seven when he gave the tear down this wall speech. Mhm. It's also the it's also gonna be thirty one years well thirty one years later. You will have Donald Trump meeting That's with right. Kim Jong Un. That's right. That's right. And for those who remember Reagan, remember Reagan's speeches. Oh yeah. I believe our current president is a, is very Reagan-esque. Oh yeah. Even, I don't think even. he's. Even Reagan said about Trump, and he met Trump, that uh-huh. one day, one day he'd be president. Actually, the the quote that I remember from Reagan, from I think his diaries, is that when I shook Donald Trump's hand, it was like I was shaking hands with a U.S. president. Yeah. yeah. What a wonderful man. Just a wonderful, wonderful man. Wow. I wonder if President Trump picked June 12th to coincide with that Berlin Wall. I wouldn't be surprised. Not at all. Yeah. And nobody 
close to Reagan wanted, I think it was the Pentagon or the Defense Department, who did not no, want him. No, it, it it was the it was the State Department. Oh, State it was his advisor to the State Department that said, "We don't want you saying this. They this, say is that. Inflame, this is going to inflame the Russians. Yeah, you have and a then, this I, I, this can this can yeah. cause international incident. Well." <laughs> He said, he said, and he said on the way and the way over there, he said, I guess he looked at his aides and said, well, I know this is going to make them mad at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> well, wow. You can't live in the deep state. Yeah. And for the most part, those advisors are just part of the deep state. Mm-hmm. That's true. So do you have any other topics for tonight? No. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to... Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the ramblings of Mark and Barbara. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we will probably have Fabian back as host. So I would like for you all to enjoy your night, enjoy your week, and until next week, this is Ragtag Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Oh, stop it. Come on. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.